Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, Callie. <laughs> Hi, Allie. It's kind of fun getting back into the swing of things, isn't it? I feel rusty. Yeah. And old. You feel old? I do. A little. I need some more sunshine, and more I need sunshine. to get out a little bit more. Right. The sun been, was I, out a little bit ago. I know. It's been. It's been. It's it getting better. Away. We're getting closer. Right. I know. I know. Whew. Well, tonight is one of my favorite nights of the month. Follow the yellow balloons. Yeah, it's art walk night. It's art walk night. So Yay. don't forget to get out there from five to eight. Right. And see your favorite artists. Yep. There's lots of fun things. And going there's going to be always. great music. So yep. don't don't forget. Right. It's a, always a good night. It is always a good night. We always usually drink a little wine. We do drink a little <laughs> wine. Sometimes we drink more than a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> and too then much. I have to call my husband <laughs> and say, me up. Kevin. Come get Kevin, me. Please come get me. I, I have a little too much fun. I know. It's a good thing I live close. Anyway. Hey, you know, the last art walk, he didn't come to do art walk with me, but he came down and brought me flowers. I know. I was with you. I know. That was really <laughs> That nice. was really sweet. He kept walking by Studio 107 it was so with these flowers, and I'm like, what, what is, is he, he doing? doing? I know. And then he came in. He I likes thought, to be sneaky. I know. And I thought, what did he do? Or obvious, I know, I and know. I thought, what did he do? Was he in trouble? I know. You know. And all night, I'm carrying these flowers around, and people are like, what's going on? I, I said, know. my husband brought them, and they'd say, did he get in trouble? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I got flowers. It just doesn't happen. This is my anniversary month, though. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to go down to San Diego. 25 years. 25 years of, of sheer marriage. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, that was perfect. Just kidding. I I might use that. Marriage. 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 For all you Princess Brides fans. Anyway, uh, no. anyway, it'll be fun though. We're gonna go. He's actually working, so but I don't have to work. Yeah. So I'm gonna go down and Play. enjoy the sun. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. That'll so be great. That's right? all I've got. Because we live in North Idaho, where uh, the sun sometimes only shines. shines yeah, when it exactly. Like it. You know, February, March is hard because it's yeah, like it teasing. Is. It's almost there. I know it's almost. We're there. so close. Yeah, it could be worse. Oh, the other exciting thing is what? that uh, <laughs> I think the cover is actually going to go over the stage. Oh, my gosh. At Riverstone. I can't wait. I know. This I've, has been a long... It has been a long, long ruling process. And when it's there, I, we, will, we will kiss the cement. <laughs> we will kiss the post. Every and post. And hopefully it won't be cold and we won't, our lips won't, won't freeze to, to it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll, it's going to be so nice. And the oh, first concerts are in July. Right, July sixth. July sixth. Okay. In New Jack City. New Jack City, Max. Yeah. We are going to have the oh, that's going to be so much fun. Party. That is going to be fun. Yep. I'm I inviting all wait. the people that contributed to the the, the, the cover. cover. So Frank. Yeah. So and cross your fingers at some it's gonna little happen. glitch. It will. There will be no up. more glitches. Yeah, no more glitches. It's going to be awesome. So yay! Thank you to all our sponsors and everyone who's made that project happen. Right. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my God. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, well, I'm excited to have Julie Powell in the house. Yes. Hello, hello Julie Yay. Powell. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, so, let's see. My pleasure. How, how long have I known Julie Powell? Oh, I think since 1994. Four or ninety-five. Wow, I it seems about right. I'm sure. I think I saw you on stage yeah. first before I, we actually yeah. met. I think back yeah. when there, 1990, when there was the Northwest Summer Playhouse, mm-hmm. and there was also Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater took a break. Right. Yeah. That year, and then mm-hmm. the Northwest Summer Playhouse and Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater, and then that happened right. for a couple years, and so yeah. I watched you on stage. I think our first show we did was, I believe. <laughs> it was the duck show and the doll. Oh, the sorry, <laughs> HMS Pinafore. I was like, somebody help me. Yeah. What's the name? Oh, that, that was yeah, that, that was, was memorable. Me- yeah, it was very memorable. We were in uh-huh. a toy shop, and it was Gilbert and Sullivan. Ooh, and Julie was the lead. I was a doll. She I was a doll. doll. And I was the duck. A duck. <laughs> Quack, quack. (laughs) But she was lovely. I think it worked. I think it worked. It was fun. Nobody else did it around the country. No one else did that, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it would catch on. (laughs) (laughs) What a great idea. Sorry, Roger. Maybe you did it so well that it could never be done again. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, Julie Powell not only is a fabulous singer, actress, wonderful human being but she's also a wonderful music teacher Aww. been teaching for 32 years 32 years 32. wow yeah. yes i took all in the quarterly school district i took one year leave of absence to take care of my grandbaby danny who mm-hmm. was needed somebody to help take care well bales my daughter bailey worked and so but I, so it would be 33 i if not yeah for that, uh-huh. but it's been yeah. Wow. It, that's been an adventure. Well, yeah. tell us about right yourself, your background, and what oh, brought you to music. Okay, and- let's see. I can't talk about myself without, at least in relationship to being in Coeur d'Alene, without talking about my family. My dad bought Beebe's Pharmacy from Jack Beebe in 1976. We were living in Spokane at the time, and he'd always wanted to have his own pharmacy. So Jack Beebe, real estate man in town, mm-hmm. lots of Beebe's around still. He, uh, I think, went bought some bowling alleys and went into real estate. So he sold his pharmacy to my dad because they were college buddies at the University of Montana. So... That's when we moved to town, to Hayden Lake, and it was just a great place to grow up. We lived on Avondale Lake, and Mm. we had horses. We had this unfinished house and then finished it, and of course had a barn and some property. And so uh, I always tell this story, especially to kids at school, and they're like, oh man, you are so old when I tell this story. (laughs) When I moved here and we first got our horses, we could get on them at the north end of Avondale, so, you know, up in Hayden Lake, north mm-hmm. of Miles Avenue, and we could ride all the way down on Lacey Avenue, and then we would hit Highway 95, and it was trails. It was bridle paths. There wasn't a bike path yet, and wow. it was mostly trail and forest, and there was one stop sign at Hayden Avenue, if I remember correctly, and then we rode the horses all the way down to Best Avenue, oh my. where the McDonald's was, and this is true, I'm not lying, I have pictures, there was a corral, 
and a hitching post at McDonald's. Oh, so we can hitch our horses. That's go inside and get a hamburger, and then wow, I love that. Things have changed. Yes, yes, they have. Hitch our, they have ride at the McDonald's. But to arts and theater, you know, Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater was around at yep. that time. I mean, we started going at the little playhouse where the Lake City Playhouse, that mm-hmm. little church, mm-hmm. and it was called Carousel Players. Right. Mm-hmm. We would go see it. And and then I loved, loved choir. So at Coeur d'Alene High School, Jean Terhark was my choir teacher. And I loved it so much. In fact, I can still remember, I sing the body electric <laughs> when I got to sing and dance. I loved the classical music and I loved doing that solo ensemble contests and stuff. But I remember that memory of doing musical uh, musical theater piece, mm-hmm. I think. Like, mm-hmm. What's that from? Fame. 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 And I we were wearing glow tape and it was lights <laughs> out and glow tape and we danced to it. And Fun. so that's when I knew I liked musical theater and I really liked it enough to choose it as a career and then went to University of Idaho and got a K-12 music education and a, a vocal degree as well. Did the recitals and did all that. And then came back and got a job teaching at Coeur d'Alene High School. So I was a choir director at Coeur d'Alene High School wow. from 1993 to, sorry, 1990 to 1993. I was there for three years. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then moved to Bryan Elementary and I'm still there now. I kind of came and went. I taught at Lakes. I taught at Dalton. I'm at a, <laughs> yeah, I was only four years old. Yeah. <laughs> so very young. Very young. Very teacher. young. Yeah. So exactly. She I've was a prodigy. All grade levels. Every grade right. level. You've been at all the schools though. I almost, you know, a few of the newer ones that have yeah. come up. We, we do workshops. We have big jamborees and choral stuff, choral festivals that we have. And so kids, I'll see them all over town and they'll recognize recognize me because I'll be the one that led the funny warm-ups at these events and mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, music students are pretty familiar, will recognize me. In my, but um, yeah, that's it's been a fun, fun career. I love it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things that's attached to the levy. Is this a good time to talk that's about right. the yes. Bring it up. Right now? Go for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So elementary music, elementary PE, elementary art, and the things that uh, enhance the regular school curriculum and give teachers a little bit of time to plan and get ready for the week during the school day. That's mm-hmm. what we do as music elementary specialists. And those are definitely attached to the supplemental levy. There's two parts to the levies we're trying to pass right now. And the one is a safety and maintenance levy, which is a five-year levy, and it'll be done once it's done. That's repairs and things that just have been, they're calling it a deferred maintenance levy because it's things that they haven't had enough money to do to get maintain and then the supplemental levy is one that we've passed I think since like 1986 or something Mm -hmm. I don't quote me on that but it's been a long time time. and that one passes year after year after year because many Idaho residents don't know this especially if they're new to the state but they the legislature will do that like pass a mandate like say you have to get student you have to provide busing for students if they're one mile or more from the school that they're supposed to attend and right but then they only reimburse the districts 85 percent of that mm-hmm. so that leaves it up to the voters to and the the residents 
residents of that area to pay the difference. pick up the slack. And so, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. Like we're they're mandated by the state to enhance and support this necessary curriculum of PE and art and music and all that, but it's not funded. Mm-hmm. The state doesn't give any money for like my salary, and so this supplemental levy is pretty much what makes the district work well right you know instead of because it's a quarter of our our budget it's right. a quarter of the overall working budget so and I, it's yeah. so important it's so important yeah we, we um talked about that with uh brett depew from mm-hmm. Sorensen about how um how important it is for us to foster creativity in our kids yeah and, problem solving um, creative yes. solutions joy because then what's the point of it all if there's no joy right exactly way to express their feelings and Mm -hmm. a way to yep it's so important and it's and it's not just that it's not just the arts it's buses Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean food athletics you know some kids yeah i mean all of those programs are so important yeah so, yeah, so we're, I, that's March 15th, March 14th, 14th sorry, 14th, 14th. Yep. yeah, yep. get out. So the four days after our walk, right? Mm-hmm. We'll right. Hand out flyers and talk about it. Yeah. So we need to um, make sure night, that people sure. get out and vote. Yeah. Get Please out do. and Absolutely. vote. It's important. Educate yourself. The kids are future people. They that's are. Right. It's a good Let's investment. not forget about yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you go to your title company and you want them to mind cross the t's and dot the i's and make sure everything's legal and up to scratch and you better have an educated person right handling all of those things Mm -hmm. and um it's necessary for uh society to to function so the ideologies that don't support that just baffle me right, <laughs> so, and there's people out there that are really talking against this levy mm-hmm. so it's important to just crazy anybody you know that might that might just forget like i'm not even sure i should say this uh, out loud but i don't think my husband and my son i think they, they just got busy and then the one that failed in in november they just even though I reminded him in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's a little tip, although it'll be late, too late by the time this airs, but you can always get it on uh, mail-in voting. I did that last year and it made mm-hmm. it so much easier because then you can also read about what you're voting for while you're filling out your ballot. I, and I setting know, it. I, I love, love absentee that. voting. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That's what Allie's already done. I've already done it. Nice. Good. She's ahead of the game. I'm ahead of the game. I noticed. Well, it helped that there was only one one choice on the ballot. So was it? I didn't have to. Well, there there should have been two. Well, I'm in postponed. She's in postponed. Oh, had the one. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, there'll be two in mine. Yeah. Yeah, and right. the maintenance and operations. But and I mean, there weren't, you know, supplemental. there weren't other other things to vote for. So it was, it sure. didn't take a huge amount of time. I, yeah. knew, I knew exactly what I was going to do and yeah. did it. Yeah. Got it done. Yep. Right there. I think that's, I, I think that originally, whenever this was created, whenever our bylaws and constitution, all that were created, they wanted local control of each they wanted the communities to be able to control the schools and control and plan it on their own which i i get that i mean Mm -hmm. that's you can honor that for sure but Mm -hmm. you can't you have to have schools you i mean if the ideology turns right against it then you have to have a way a safety net so and as we get bigger as our 
Yeah, city keeps getting. It's not growing. I don't call it a town anymore. It's a yeah. city, it's and a yeah, feels city. like it. Yeah. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And there's we, no hitching post there's, at McDonald's there's anymore. No, no exactly. I Let's just think of that. <laughs> what do I do with my horse? We have bike paths. Where do you put your horse, Julie? Pal? <laughs> exactly. How, knock, 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 knock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we wonder about that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, and that another little important point about that. It won't make anybody's tax go up because it's a replacement of a levy that runs every two years anyway, the supplemental levy. So right. uh, when I spoke with Marissa Owen, our vice principal at Brian this morning to just make sure I had all my facts straight before I started talking about them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, in fact, probably most people's taxes will go down, down. even because our voter base has spread out so has much. Has spread out. What, 12,000 new residents in Kootenai County alone mm-hmm. now? Oh, wow. I think is what I've been hearing. Oh, yeah. so, so yeah. because so, on this this sheet I'm looking mm-hmm. at, it says like it's $76 per 100,000 taxable assessed value. Yeah. But it would go, go up, up to 19. 1904 per 100,000 more so it'd be 95 but if we have more per pe- year per, 95 yeah. per year is not very much it's money it's not that much and but no. if we have more people you're right it might not even go up yeah. right which is very interesting it's really interesting to listen to the administrators describe how schools are funded and how um the the taxes are dispersed um i got to hear at my kiwanis group uh Mm -hmm. the post falls uh, administration came and spoke about the levy in post falls and really really broke it down for everybody and it was really great information sure yeah yeah and our administrators are doing that too they came to Mm -hmm. brian school last week and are trying to just answer people's questions talk to the people that are in the game right Right, and ask them about what it's all about so Mm -hmm. i know yeah you know and uh fun fact in 2005 i think the idaho supreme court uh, ruled that idaho doesn't fund their schools to the constitutional mandate really that really uh, that and but that was a long time ago and so right. and nothing has changed they would yeah. have wow. to change the law to i think i and again don't quote me on this because i'm not a lawyer for sure but right. i think idaho is the only state in the 50 united states that doesn't fund school buildings from state taxes so wow i think we're the only ones that have to constantly 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 come up past these levies and people are for many reasons and many of them i understand are people are pinching pennies uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and you have we, our hearts go out to that but you still need educated population you just absolutely yeah, absolutely things will yeah. just get worse if mm-hmm. if we don't have educated kids Hey ladies, have you heard about Nia yet? Hi, I'm Marilee Wallace and I'm a proud board member of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and owner of Nia. That's short for the North Idaho Alliance. We specialize in leadership development, specifically focused in connecting women to programs, workshops, and networking to educate, empower, and enrich their lives. Our goal is to make positive impacts in the community while helping other women in North Idaho succeed. Next up is our annual Onward and Upwards Women's Conference 
Mindset for May 24th, and our new event, Women with Cool Jobs, scheduled for early summer. And then keep a lookout to register for our super popular Women of Impact Leadership Roundtable Series. That begins every September. So I hope you'll look us up. We're at thenorthidahoalliance.com. Find us on Facebook or just give us a call, 208-660-1557. Go out and make it an impactful day. So, Julie, I want to hear more about what your day-to-day work life is like at Bryant. Oh, sure. That's a, honey, how was your day today? <laughs> okay. Well, I am a point seven position. So mm-hmm. that means I am seven-tenths of a full-time contract, which uh-huh. was my choice after I came back after my leave of absence, just so I could still do a lot of the help, health care for Danny stuff. So mm-hmm. I... Um, I work Tuesday afternoons through Friday, and I do all the classes at Bryan School in that time. And uh-huh. I also run, so meaning an elementary music classroom there I focus on three different things I focus of course on singing I focus on um, instruments steady beat instruments and then general performing skills and stuff mm-hmm. and and that's pretty much my day will I'll will be doing if you came to visit my classroom you'd mm-hmm. see us singing or you'd see us playing we have lots of orf xylophones in the classroom like lots through the years uh-huh. thank you excel foundation because <laughs> nice. they don't last forever those kids live to pound on them <laughs> so and, you know over 30 years we've had to replace lots of parts and stuff so we do that and i use uh there's a, a music um kind of philosophy called the ORF method and I do use that a lot it means educating the whole child and using the whole child's brain if you will to uh, make them have a full body music experience with <laughs> lots uh-huh. of singing and lots of playing instruments and then lots of moving and dancing so the ORF method will maybe introduce like a, it might start uh, let's say it's a kindergarten class it might start with a story you know a sort of like five little frogs we did that last week. Five green and speckled frogs sitting on a speckled log. So there, I would read a story to them or they could watch a fun video of it. And then we would take that. They would do it with finger motions and we would sing it again. And then we would move it to the music room floor and there could be there would be kids that were the speckled frogs. And then the <laughs> other kids are playing the simple chords on the xylophone. And then other kids are in the back and keeping a steady beat with the drums. And then we switch. And then other kids and so it looks a lot like that in the younger grades. A lot of um, literature, I guess, if you can call five green and speckled frog <laughs> literature. <laughs> but you can, really. <laughs> There's also lots of fun. The, the what's that? The 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 pat pat fish. Oh, the the pout pout fish with the pout pout face, and I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. It's this fish <laughs> that goes around the bottom of the sea, and he's frowning. <laughs> and he wants that they want the. That all his other creatures in the sea want to figure out how to turn his frown into a smile. They want to turn his frown upside down. So then he goes around and you can um, add in a music curriculum. You just go around the room. There's scarves. And so those can be the little seahorses. Mm-hmm. And then there's the low xylophones. And those are the big deep fish maybe it's a shark or something and then the little eye instruments and those could be the crabs running along and so they do that and then um, when we get in third grade 
we start on in recorders, and so oh, fun. the school makes a lot of fun of me. I spend a lot of time in the teacher's lounge scrubbing <laughs> and sanitizing recorders. Oh, boy. Each kid gets their own, and I tape their name onto it, so nobody shares a recorder. Right. Oh. And uh, and we just have this terrific rec- um, curriculum that for for recorders. I, I kind of hated recorders, too, like yeah. for a long time, because yeah. it was you'd run off all these papers, and the kids would have the papers on their lap and then they'd be trying to blow the right way and left hand over right, right and, blah, and they'd be honking and lurking down <laughs> at the left. But now in our Quaver Music curriculum, also funded by the Supplemental Levy, uh-huh. um, uh, it's videos and so like there's the hot crust buns. Everybody plays hot crust buns oh, yeah. in the recorders, right? That's okay. how they play B-A-G, B-A-G. Well, it's this whole video and there it is up on the screen. So kids are sitting up on the cajones. Thank you, Excel Foundation, again for cajones. Those are box drums that you sit on. Oh, so right. every kid's sitting on their own colorful little cajon and they can look up at the screen and the notes go by. So it's hot crust buns. Well, so the, they play hot crust buns the song and they repeat and then it goes to the B section in the middle and there it's a rap hot crust buns are a thing of plenty and so they can stand up and they rap and then so yeah recorders are really fun now. Yeah. there's the glue blues so when they learn G the last of the three fingers uh, G then the glue blues comes along and it's this interesting rhythm that they do and the, the text or the words match what they're playing, the rhythm of what they play on the recorder. So they're learning that rhythm and it repeats and it repeats, but it holds their attention because it's so fun. So mm-hmm. it's this video. Let's see. So that's third grade recorders. Super fun. Oh, and they always do, the third graders always do a Veterans Day assembly. So yeah. they're the ones that sing and lead the patriotic songs and sort oh, cool. of educate, lead the assembly and educate everybody about facts of Veterans Day and um, usually, I th- there's some sort of kazoo song to crack everybody up. Oh, Lots of choreography. We do all of the service songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our custodian, Jim, he loved that this year. He's a Marine, an ex-Marine. Oh, so he's perfect. like, wow, they sing every single, they sing the Army, the mm-hmm. Navy, every the branch. Air Force, every branch. <laughs> um, and did then... They, did they sing the Seabees song? The Seabees song. What's the We're CB the Seabees of the Navy. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know that one. Yeah, my ex-husband was a Would CB. sing the Seabees? And he would no. sing that to me all the time. The, oh. Uh, yeah. No. I've just... <laughs> <laughs> to look into that one guy. That's not a popular one. one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, and then when they get to fourth grade, oh, and third graders can join choir. So I have a choir program too. Third, fourth, and fifth graders can come before school on Thursdays. And I, it's an hour uh, one an, one hour once a week all year for kids that want to learn extra singing stuff. Good. So that's a cool thing. We do workshops that are district wide. This year we uh, Skyway hosted it, and so I usually get about I don't know it's about like thirty six, thirty and up to forty kids that join, and it's terrific. That's and great. They love. Cool. They just sing good quality basic singing skills, and with some classic stuff. It's always going into the holidays, so uh-huh. we do some of the most beautiful Christmas songs and Hanukkah songs and Kwanzaa songs and and then they um, get a chance to perform and then they perform we performed at Fig Pickles this year oh cool yeah well it wasn't exactly at Fig Pickles it was on the stairs above Fig Pickles and yeah so that was really fun and um 
So, and third, fourth, and fifth graders can do that. Um, then by fourth grade, they can also join marimbas. So at Brian School, we have a marimba program, which is, I don't know if you know much about marimbas, they're African mm-hmm. pitched percussion instruments. And we focus on Zimbabwe music and they learn it like all by rote and all by its aural listening and learning and right. auditory and kinesthetic. It's uh, they learn how to read music when they're doing recorders or even ukulele. They're reading chord charts and stuff. But marimbas, uh-huh. it's all just by memory and get it in your body and do it. Uh-huh. So I when have, I think of marimbas, yeah. I think of um, uh, when I worked for the college, our our department went and did a team building exercise with marimbas. Oh, oh, and it fun. takes a lot of coordination. Yeah. You have to work together. Yeah. It's a great exercise. Yeah. yeah. Your part might just be da, 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 da. Right. And that's it. That's your whole part. Yeah. But you have to know when to play it and you have to know how fast to play it. You have to know mm-hmm. how loud to play it. You have to know, you have to do it while everybody else is also keeping the same steady beat and stuff. It's that's, I think it's a perfect team building thing. Oh, for yeah. sure, because you have to work together. And it, it was just fun. Falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so fun. And you made right? music. Yeah. yeah. So we have, and we're, we're, you know, we're plugging along. We limped our way. I, I rehearsed them on Fridays because Tina Gospininich, she directs the Coeur d'Alene Corimba, the adult marimba oh, right. band, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. I also play in because it's, it's just a blast. It's like therapy on <laughs> Tuesday right. nights. <laughs> you can bang on things really loudly. So uh, anyway, she volunteers at many schools in the district zone. Oh, the only day we could get her is Friday. So we limped along and missed a lot of Fridays because of Thanksgiving and because of Christmas break and because mm-hmm. of whatever right. days. So, but we're, we're getting our momentum now. And I think we have like five songs they rehearse on Fridays and that's for fourth and fifth graders. So we do that one hour, um, before school and then let's see what haven't I talked about just the regular the fourth and the fifth grader they're starting to get a little bit older and not as excited about singing like five green and speckled frogs (laughs) (laughs) or the pout pout fish so we do a lot like I do ukuleles with them and we do a lot of cajon stuff drumming cajon stuff Mm -hmm. and then the kids that want to sing I've got lots of you know microphones set up and they can lead the songs and and it's a blast our art teacher works with us and in fact, we have concerts, not with the older kids, but I have a first grade and a second grade concert next week. And it's super fun. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, lots of singing and dancing. That's fun. When do you think you'll ever perform again? Well, I have an audition in with CSG. I auditioned oh, So I will not open my mouth and say anything yet because there hasn't been any cast list announced, but I, right. that would be great. Have and I do, you know, I still have been performing because yeah. Karimba and we it might right. be at whatever, a, a, an assisted living home or whatever. That totally is performing let me tell you especially uh-huh. when you're slipping the marimbas around weigh about 100 pounds a piece right yeah. and we do some gigs around town you know covid slowed everything down right? of course for all of us oh yeah we right yeah and so yeah but we kind of kept since we play outside since the marimba bands play outside we we kept our little momentum going we uh-huh. had good masks and we stayed away from each other and yeah and, that's yeah. good. Cool. Yes. Good. So you've done a lot of uh, musical theater, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have. What? Tell us a little bit about some of your favorite roles. Oh, gosh. that That's a tough one. 
Which are my favorites? I know which my Memorable. favorite of hers was. Was Cinderella. Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella. <gasps> oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I I think that's just plain my favorite show. Tell about show. the birds. <laughs> okay, so I was. This is Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods, and oh. if you're familiar with that show uh-huh. or not, it brings all these fairy tales together, characters I together, and their show. stories collide in the woods. And instead of a happy ever after at the end of Act One, it's everything goes wrong and so Uh then at the opening of act two they're faced with these problems how do we get rid rid of the giant smashing our forest and stuff so um (laughs) i was cinderella and she ends up there it's kind of a running joke that she can talk to the birds right you know so um i'm which part of the is it the it's getting warming up to oh it's in the second act yeah and she's on stage with oh the baker mm-hmm. I think maybe the wife has been smushed by yeah. that so and um the she's she, I don't know if she calls the birds or if they come down I'm not sure of that specifically but yeah, so the birds come down but and it's been working great for show after show after show after show <laughs> but for some reason the birds come down and one little bird comes comes loose and goes and splats on the stage right oh, in front no. of us. And I'm like, what do we, I mean, uh, 1,200 people just watched this poor little bird crash to the stage along with all of us on. And so I don't even know why I did it. And to this day, I can't tell you if it was the right thing to do. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know what Stephen Sondheim, rest his soul, would have said about it. But I, the, it's on the ground in front of me. And so I say, Excuse me, I have to go bury this bird. I came back cross myself like a good Catholic and we carried on the scene and tried not to lose it. So it oh my god, yeah, I that, love that. That's right. Yeah, I so Cinderella. That was a good one. That Cinderella was a good one. for sure, because it just never got boring i mean ever 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 not that Fun. performing anything is boring right. ever good live performance is so um you're always adjusting and thinking and having to solve these problems but that mm-hmm. show <laughs> <laughs> right i remember learning that show and stephen dalkey was the music director and, oh my god um, i I had a hard time. It's hard. A long career of teaching music and doing difficult things. The hardest show I've orchestras and but it's not like you don't get to. It's not the meter changes so much. So you might be doing. He's a very smart prince. Rest, rest, and the prince who prepares rest, 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 knowing (laughs) that I'm gonna run from him. Rest. (laughs) And so there was never any. You can't fall into a rhythm and relax right. inside your head. You're always having to go one, two, rest, right over there. <laughs> until you do it correctly so many times, then you, yeah, then finally, you yeah. But like to this day, if somebody said, hey, sing that song, I would, I wouldn't get it correct. Yeah. Yeah. I would Cause sing that wrong. was the one I had the hardest time on. Yeah. Cause I was the baker's wife. That's right. And I did it a couple years ago, yeah. whenever it was. And, uh, and I feel like I'm a good musician. Right. <laughs> Uh-huh. Until that song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I thought, 
this is the hardest thing. And David Brewster yeah. was the music director. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you should fire me. I just can't do it. I yeah. don't know. He goes, no, you can. You can. And then did he say, stop everything you've learned? Yeah. And just and learn it from scratch and just, while you yeah. count. And I think I just, I had to like, I was slapping my leg. Yeah. Trying to get oh, yeah. right. Oh, Skipping around. And just, just doing anything. And yeah. it was just so hard. And I just had to get out of my head. Yep. And uh, it just became, it's yeah. very difficult. I can remember driving wow. across the Rathrum Prairie and thinking, I'm not a crier. I don't <laughs> cry over things like this. But I'm so stressed. I'm crying. Yeah. We opened in five days and I still can't get it. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. it all turned out in the it end. Did. It did. It did. You were brilliant. It and you were brilliant. Nobody knew inside my head I was going one, two, <laughs> one, two, three, one. You know, oh, yeah, but I mean, it's good for you to learn that. Yeah. And then I did. Yeah, I see. I think so back in the days of when we did it at the Playhouse, we just had a piano player. She was a fabulous oh, piano yeah. player. But she wasn't going to go, stop, you missed that beat. Stop, you she came in. played with you. followed us. Yeah, yeah. Right. Followed but when us. you have an so orchestra. I was rich then. Yeah. But no, you can't. When you have an orchestra, you have to do it correctly. And really, you should do it correctly anyway. But, you know. Right. <laughs> but no, know. you know, it depends on how much time you put into it when you're volunteering. So <laughs> you're like, oh, just follow me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. that show for sure. And then I got to go to Eugene one summer. That was really fun. And I was Sally Bowles in Cabaret. Oh, wow. Which was really fun. So that's a an experience I won't forget and sticks out in my mind because it's not Coeur d'Alene. I got to right. go, go to Darcy Wright and I. In yeah. fact, that's a funny story too is that um, I worked with, let's see, his name was Tobias, and we did Northwest Summer Playhouse together Tobias Anderson? for that. Yeah, for that uh, summer. I worked with him. Yeah, from I Portland. I love Saturday. him. So, and he said, hey, you should talk to Ed Regazzino, the director of the Eugene Festival of Musical Theater, because they're doing Sally Bowles. You should. And so he kind of hooked me up with, and I called Ed Regazzino, and he said, sure, um, come down and audition. And then when he called me to make the audition, set up the time and the date, and stuff Darcy Wright was on my answering machine <laughs> oh yeah singing on the answering machine we did just some dumb thing you know, oh yeah we spend too much time doing yeah. these things yeah. so she sang on my answering machine and Ed said hey was that a little girl singing on your answering machine was that your daughter no she's just a good friend of mine and mm-hmm. well we're we're also doing Ruthless and we need a lead for Ruthless and oh yeah so she ended up driving down to Portland with me and we, or Eugene, wow. and, yeah. and we auditioned and she got the part of, she got the lead role in Ruthless. Ruthless. Wow. So we stayed that summer, had a little house and stayed oh, in Eugene. Oh, fun. So fun. Did those two shows and that was a huge stage at the Holt Center in Eugene. Yeah, that's cool. So that was really fun. And Sally Bowles, man. Yeah, Whew. that's a great role. I watch the video and sometimes I think, hey, I was pretty good. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that really? Why did I do it that way (laughs) that's a hard roll so hey y'all it's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters we are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster we are homegrown and we are local we love coffee and we love our community especially Allie and Callie in Artcast we have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks and if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So what's next for you? Yeah. What is next for me? Hopefully some really fun adventures. Have you ever heard of the enchantments in 
in Washington, they're part of the Cascades. I the, have not. The but, encampments are part of the North Cascades, and so they uh-huh. are um, glorious, but they're really hard to get to. And so you have to be willing to train pretty hard and hike a lot and have a certain level of fitness because, so, well, some people like to go and like backpack into them. It's um, the specific trail that I'm talking about is a 24-mile stretch, uh, and it goes from a place called Kolchak Lake, uh, the parking lot that goes into a place called Kolchak Lake. And these are all high mountain glacier lakes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so, you know, 7,000, 8,000, 9,000 right. feet. There's, it's glorious. Um, and then you hike all the way through that 24-mile stretch and then end up near um, Leavenworth and at, at the Snow Lakes parking lot. So we've done that several times. So we like to try to, we've done it three times. In fact, the first time we got lost, my oh. friend Birgit and I, who do these adventures, <laughs> and we were a little cavalier and, oh yeah, we'd be like a, a, a podcast on how not to handle <laughs> going into the back country because yeah. we didn't have luckily we luckily people around us took care of us but we went all the way down this wrong ridge and got lost and really it could have been a big drama because you can't the, the it's a popular area and so you can't if you're in a backpack in it you have to enter a lottery and then they pick you or they don't pick you year after year and then oh. you can stay the night up there uh-huh. because it's just so intense if something goes wrong it's a helicopters and life flights and right. you can't drive there's no way to drive there right. so Anyway, if you want to do it, experience it in one day, all you have to do is fill out the form and make sure you have two cars, one at the beginning and one at the end. So right. anyway, we're training for that. It, once you get up this pass, you hike into Colchuk Lake. That's about four and a half miles of super intense elevation gain, but not as hard as when you get to Colchuk Lake. Then there's this beautiful pass called Asgard Pass. I think once these mountains were all discovered, these like Lord of the Rings nerds mm-hmm. named them all. Uh, right. <laughs> Dragon yeah. Tail Peak. There's yeah. Asgard Pass. <laughs> and then you have to climb up and it's like, I don't know, 2,000 foot elevation gain over just one mile. So oh, practically geez. rock climbing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. And so, and then, but then once you get to the top of Asgard Pass, it's this chain of the most beautiful icy blue green, that beautiful alpine lake colors and oh wow! You, you just—that's why they call them the enchantments. You know, they're enchanting. So yeah, you, uh-huh. you go there, and you can. There's seven or eight lakes just right in a row, and you hike along. That's about a three-mile stretch, and then you have to lose all the elevation you gain. You go back down. Right. Um, so that, and um, um, probably we'll try go climb Mount Adams again. So you—that's 24 miles, and you would do that in yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's a serious what? hiker. It's, you eat while you walk. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no stopping. Right. Go, go, go. Because you want to get to that running before days, dark. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, you know, I am slowing down for sure at the, the age that I am now. <laughs> but I, it's part of, I guess, who I am, what I want to do. She loves Have the you world. ever done the Pacific Crest Trail? Um, I've done parts of it. Yeah. In fact, I did a 50-mile run on the Pacific Crest Trail from San Diego all through the oh like the Oriflame Desert and uh-huh. um, I can't I'd have to go back and look at the map again but my cousin lives down there in San yeah. Diego so and she's married to an ultra runner so after my marathon started getting so slow I knew I was never going to run a faster marathon again I thought well maybe I can go a little farther and uh-huh. so I adventured out into 
uh, 50 ultra marathons, miles. 50 miles. Yeah. yeah. And wow. I did one along. See, I said thousand. She does yeah. thousand. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe over a period of time. Right. right. Yeah. Sorry. My daughter's a hiker also. Oh, and it's so beautiful. She and I have talked about doing part of the yeah. Pacific Crest Trail yeah. together. And then and I would love to do that. Sure. And the Continental Divide, right? Uh-huh. The, we've done another ultra, the Beaverhead, through the Beaverhead Mountain Range down um, out of out of salmon you stay in salmon and then go along the beaverhead trail on the pct or not on the pct on the continental divide trail but yeah yeah the pct oh glorious and then of course the appalachian trail someday maybe yeah maybe. one yeah. day yeah when the i'm appalachian looking forward trail, to record, re- that's retiring. where i grew up yeah is in oh. virginia so we used to do parts of the yeah. appalachian trail but very sure i mean we're not talking serious yeah, sure. hiking. We were just goofing around. Goofing around. <laughs> and then you think, oh, I like this. And maybe yeah. if you don't mind sleeping on the hard ground and you're not too Yeah, that'd about. be a little hard for me these days. Yeah, right. I mean, TikTok, yeah. the years go by for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll probably do the enchantments again this summer. But I, I, I think probably my ultra running days are over. But I'll still get out there. We, like to do, it's the volcanoes that intrigue me, the Cascade volcanoes. So we did, we've done Rainier and we've done Mount Adams and Mount Baker and Mount Hood. And we went down and climbed Mount Whitney. That's not a volcano, but still, or is it? No, it's it's the highest peak in the continuous north, uh, northern United States. So North America. Yeah. Denali is higher. Yeah. Right. It's higher than, than Mount Rainier. So certainly an adventure for sure oh and Uh Mount actually I think my all time favorite one is Mount St. Helens right we've done we've climbed it twice and then we've done there's an ultra that goes around it you circumnavigate the whole mountain and oh cool 50k 50 kilometers I've never really been there I've driven by it flown over it but I would love to go yeah go to the ape caves uh, which are, were kind of discovered late after the eruption. This, uh-huh. I think it was a Boy Scouts troop or something discovered that a whole lava flow had taken out. It's a mile long and it's all, well, caves. Wow. They're, you, they're interesting, right? For sure. Right. They're, they're cold and you better have a headlamp that uh-huh. works. We've done those. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's called the, the Lewitt Trail is the... Um, the it's called the Volcanic 50 that we and we the first time we did it we went we are hooked we're going to do this as much till we're too old right. <laughs> and we might be I think I'm, I'm too old now <laughs> to be able to k- read the cutoffs right I mean because you can't make people go out looking for you at midnight that's right. kind of my idea of that safe. stuff is bike riding the Hiawatha yeah. Trail and oh, sure. going through the tunnels you might see a moose yeah, yeah I have not yeah. which is good <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, a way to see the world, right? Yeah, right. for not, sure. You don't enjoy nature. Not have, don't right. have to fly anywhere. Don't have to dry anywhere. You can live yeah. in a beautiful country. Yeah. live in a beautiful country. Our our little part is really, we're pretty lucky yes. we are. to live in this gorgeous Pacific Northwest. Every day I think about it. Even if there's no more hitching post at McDonald's. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> well, I grew up riding horses. That was our yes. thing. My sister and I, we spent lots of time. In fact, Marion Crum, my riding instructor, I saw on Facebook, she, there was just a 90th birthday party for her. I remember <laughs> so She's her. the rock, a pillar of wow. the community, that lady. Oh, fun. Yeah, we took lessons for from her for 
well, 10 years, which seemed like forever. Yeah. When you're 18 years old. Wow, I've been doing this forever. Wow. <laughs> I've been doing it for nine years. <laughs> so many years, right? <laughs> you look back and teach right, your life and you teach for 32 years. Wow. Just like that. Yeah. Goes just fast. like that. Thank well, you. my son loves you. He had <laughs> Miss Pal. Yeah. Spell. Yeah. yeah. That was when I was at Fernand. Yeah. That was fun for a yeah. while. Oh, that was cool. right at the end, right before he took my leave of absence and took care of Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then when I went back, I had to sort of choose. Do I choose? Do I go to Fernand or do I go to Brian? And just numbers wise, it worked out for me to have a 0.7 yeah. position. And so I yeah. went to Brian. And it's just such a great community there. Yeah. Actually, our whole cool. school district feels still, even though it doesn't feel like a small town anymore, I do feel like we're still connected to each other. Which is great. With, yeah, with our school district. And I think in my little world, a lot of it has to do with we all get together. The music teachers from every mm-hmm. the 11 elementary schools now and we're on a lot of the same page and the same curriculum and kids can go here and go there and they'll feel like they're still part of a community even if they had to move from Atlas to right. Bryan or from Winton to Sorensen or whatever they right. still see familiar things and familiar faces so I feel like we're doing a good job good Keeping that's that awesome. community feel that Coeur should still have. Well, let's mention it one more time that's that right. uh, the vote is coming up on yes. March 14th. You can get more information if you go to uh, voteidaho.gov. Um, so go check it out and educate vote. yourself, but sure. make sure you get out and vote. Yeah. And the Coeur District website, the Coeur School District 271 website mm-hmm. has, will have. break it all down because I do hear that a lot in the community like, what, about yeah. what, what are they for? spending? We want transparency. That's right. What's it all going to go for? Well, it breaks it down. It's yeah. exactly where the money's yep. going to go. Which yep. parts and how much mm-hmm. go to where. And that's important. It is important. It is important. So. And I keep saying it's a really good investment. It is. It invest is. in our kids and our, our kids and our, and our future. future yeah mankind yeah. right what kind I mean, of a come on future what kind of a world what what do we want exactly. Coeur to look like in 10 years and exactly. 20 years and 30 years exactly. and well Julie Powell it's been oh, wonderful having you honor. on our podcast a pleasure I mean I think Coeur has been so fortunate to have you <laughs> this this all these years you uh-huh. know yeah. just not only just on stage and off and as a teacher oh it just makes me happy oh thank and you she's probably gonna cry i will because i'm a crier she's I'm a crier, a crier. <laughs> but uh, we too. love you julie Powell. Oh, yeah. thank you and Thanks a shout again. out to my dad el heaven my yes. sister laura yes. Yes. They, they got us singing yeah we sang you know along what? and and you've got a lot of teachers in your family too so yeah. let's let's shout out to all the teachers all out the there. teachers all those teachers we really they're support. good people they are good people they are and they're kind of on the front lines yeah so i work up. with these people every day yeah and they're they, wiping noses and yep. tying shoes and giving hugs they're, they're and, really yeah they're really there for your kids yep. so let's right. support them by voting yeah. vote yes please please so i'm Allie, and i'm callie and whatever you do today make sure it's creative The Alley and Cali Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA, 
North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee. 